Welcome. Welcome. I'm Naka Narder. I'm Emily Walborn. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. Uh, this week we are going to be reviewing the film Tokyo Drift, the second installment of the Fast and Furious franchise. Yes, yes. Um, Had you seen... Any of the other Fast and Furious movies? This is my this is my very first Fast and Furious movie because Whoa. I always saw them and said I don't think those are for me. <laughs> Whoa! And now, what do you think? Do you think you'll watch any of the other ones? I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> I think I was correct in my assumption <laughs> of these movies. <laughs> so this one, I will say, this one is like a departure. No one from the rest of the movies is in this like no one from the first one is in this one mm-hmm. it and like also a huge tentpole of all the other movies is how important family is it is absolutely the theme if not a character basically in the films and in this one it just i don't think that this is a good representation of the franchise necessarily yes okay so when you say that i of course love theme parks and hmm. in the couple times that I've taken the Universal Studio tour ride, mm-hmm. there is a Fast and Furious part, and they always go, hey, now you're part of the family, yes. so we got to get you out of here safely. Oh. Um, so, and then, it, and then I can't, I close my eyes because I'll get sick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like, 4D whatever tunnel you're in that you have to, like, <laughs> yeah. During the car chase, because I got car sick, so a car chase really wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> really wouldn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In another, in Griffin McElroy's podcast, Wonderful, he talks about, in Tokyo Drift, how they're like, yeah, I know in the first one, we talked about family, but in this one, it's no family, only turning. And that is basically what this movie is, is just them turning in their cars yes i so yeah i didn't know what drifting was neither did sean when he arrived so at least we got to learn together and i will say you know there there was some car stuff that was cool um i did think though that there was like a little bit of too much turning and i would have liked to see some racing variation perhaps and you would have gotten that from any other movie (laughs) Well, it sounds like Jordan was telling me they become more like superhero movies where they have to like save the world or whatever. I haven't seen all of them, but of the ones I've seen, yeah. Yeah, that is kind of what that's... I mean, the movies are like, I saw Hobbs and Shaw, which Mm -hmm. I loved, absolutely. And that was basically just a two hour long trailer. Okay. All right. I feel like though, what this franchise does well is like, you know what you're getting and you get it. Yes. It is just like mic drop after mic drop. Not even good ones, <laughs> but just like everyone is speaking, being like, well, if you wanted to come to the party, you shouldn't have worn those shoes. Like, it just, yeah. that's how they talk exclusively. Oh, yeah. And it, it's like, every, at least in this movie, it's like, you got a problem with me? Well, let's see on the track. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, let's go through the plot. Okay. There's, there's a lot to get through. Uh, There's a lot to get through in this one. <laughs> first, we have an opening sequence mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to accomplish much, especially given that we spend no time in this locale. 
so here's what I got. These are my notes from this first sequence. Sean, American guy that loves car, races Brad from Home Improvement. <laughs> His girlfriend, Brad's girlfriend, was checking out Sean's car, and then they're like, oh, we got to race. And then the girlfriend's like, why don't you race for me? Winner yes. gets me. And I laughed out loud at that line. <laughs> yes. And that yes. delivery. That line ruled. They show, so they show a, like two minute long sequence of him like going through security to go into his high school for no reason that never comes up again yes yeah uh they show a bunch of football players beating the shit out of a native american pinata multiple times Mm -hmm. also never comes up again so (laughs) just world building yeah (laughs) it's just world building (laughs) (laughs) then he's fixing up a car at school which i've only ever seen happen in like high school musical but i guess in greece and Greece. Okay. He's fixing up a car. He's watching this kid get bullied. He, like, goes into the hallway, like, makes eye contact with the bullies, and then goes back to his car. So, yeah. I guess we're supposed to learn that he, like, doesn't get personal with anyone? Yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time telling what that was about, or if, like, we're supposed to assume he's gets bullied or i don't i wasn't quite sure what to really unnecessary sequence yeah Yeah. so then they decide to race uh because as he's driving away brad throws a baseball through his window and breaks it very rude so strong just just for that yes (laughs) absolutely yeah she says winner gets me uh and then they start (laughs) they're about to race and random girl who we never see again throws her bra, takes her bra off and yeah. then they drive over it those things are like 35 dollars. so expensive how rude i don't know why she did that anyway so brad's girlfriend rides in the car with her with him he cheats but then sean like drives through all the houses in the construction zone and uh they knock over a porta potty and then we mm-hmm. see poop hit the camera yeah. i wonder if this movie was in 3d when it was in theaters 2006 so i don't know <laughs> there just seemed to be a lot of moments where they would see like yeah a wrench fly towards the screen or something i bet you could yeah anytime that happens it was for 3d yes and as it becomes apparent that sean is maybe going to win this race uh brad's girlfriend says i thought you loved me and then it makes him drive faster and then he still is losing and then she goes i guess i have a new date to the prom yeah so what I think is interesting about this movie and the way women are portrayed in it is okay. I feel like they are trying to sidestep the whole like I don't like the the trope of men competing for women's attention by the women themselves offering reclaiming the narrative <laughs> yeah. as prizes. And I think that's very interesting. A very interesting take to this- say no, yes. they're not doing it, and they're not some fucked up way winning the woman, and she doesn't even get a say. No, she is offering herself. <laughs> she up. likes it. Yeah. yeah. This happens later. This happens in, in yes in Japan as well. Yes, with Nila. It, some things are universal. <laughs> yeah, some truths are in yes. fact international, and uh, that is the fact that women love to say 
winner gets me. <laughs> winner gets to penetrate me is sort of what's being implied. Yes. Uh-huh. This is one of many films, I've talked about this before, where I would rather there be no women. That would actually be better for me. Yeah, I agree. Because then at that point, you kind of, you do one eye roll of like, can get any women in the racing world. And then, and then you just kind of like, oh, well, we'll just watch these Which guys is crazy because Michelle Rodriguez, who is like a main character in the whole series, like mm-hmm. fucking rules. So like, they know how to do it. And like Charlize Theron is in one and she's like mm-hmm. very good. So, like, they know how to do it. They just chose not to in this one. Anyway, we never hear from Brad or his girlfriend again. Oh, they, like, yeah. hit their cars into each other, crash, go to the cops, and then the cops right. are like, Mommy and Daddy are going to take care of them because they're yeah. rich, but you are what I like to call a 100% conviction rate. Right. Sort of an indictment on so I thought that was rude. Estate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also... At this point in the movie, I was like, okay, I know eventually this kid is going to win a bunch of races mm-hmm. but at this point I'm like he's a very bad driver and he isn't good <laughs> yeah. at it. like I don't know why he said to he wanted to race and that he only races for pink slips he must lose all of his cars because he's really yeah. bad at driving <laughs> <laughs> that's why he had that piece of shit convertible yeah <laughs> yeah so then his mom comes to the police station and it's clear that they've had to move around a lot and he's like, where are we mm-hmm. moving this time? And she goes, we're not moving anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to he has to live alone in Japan. With his, we come to find out, father. His who, estranged father. Estranged father who I think is like in the Navy or something like that. He, I, at one point he wore a Navy shirt and I was like, hmm, he must Oh, I didn't put that together Navy. at all. I just was I could, like, <laughs> they needed someone to be in Japan. So they put his white dad there. <laughs> It could not be true. I just saw him wearing a Navy shirt at one point, and I thought, maybe he's in the Navy. That would make more sense. They kept bringing up army brats, so maybe that was sort of integral to the plot. Then he looks out his window at uh, his neighbor, who's just a Japanese woman, minding her own business, eating noodles. Mm -hmm. She smiles at him, and then he kind of, like, rolls his eyes like he's annoyed at this country. Yeah. And this is where we see sort of the first brush with race. I know she was very pleasant, his neighbor. When totally. he just looked in her window, interrupted her dinner. Yeah, this is so. This is one of a long list of things that he finds to be beneath him in this country. He wakes <laughs> up the next morning, he finds out he has to wear a uniform. Eye roll. Then yeah. he has to get on a train. Eye roll. Can you believe the it? <laughs> they only have trains in Japan. In <laughs> they don't have cars, and he loves cars. <laughs> Then he gets to school extremely late. Class is in yeah. session. Yeah. He, w- he walks in, interrupts the lesson, makes eye contact with the only non-Japanese girl in the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the teacher is like, you cannot wear these shoes in school. And she's pretty frustrated because this is something that children learn. This is really <laughs> obvious. Everyone knows this. Uh-huh. And yet the subtext of the scene is he and the white girl are, like, making eye contact, being like, she's being so crazy. Right. She's telling me to wear my wabaki. I can't yeah. believe it. He also, like, doesn't speak Japanese. I know. I And I was like, how can he join this high school that 
Yeah. Like, he doesn't know Japanese. Like, what? I don't know. I guess I don't know what you would do in that situation, but. There's international schools. Oh, like, sure. There's so well, many options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, of course, when you put it like that, obviously, yes. <laughs> or so, he, anyway, or he could have been put in, like, an English language. Like, there was options. Yeah. Yeah. So then he makes a friend in the food court named mm-hmm. Twinkie, who is, he's trying to sell him some electronics. Yeah, and then he sees that he has a steering wheel. This leads him to take Sean to the street racing hangout uh, parking garage, I think, where they all just stand around their cars. Um, Yes. A bunch of cool dudes. Yeah, Um, and hot girls. And hot girls, because there's the girl from class. He talks Mm -hmm. to her, flirts Mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, her BF. The Drift King. DK. DK, the Drift King, comes Takashi, over. Takashi, like, child of the Yakuza. Yeah, and it's like, hey, don't talk to my girlfriend, which is exactly what happened at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems like Sean maybe has a bit of a pattern going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, we so see... They- we see the white girl argue with her Asian friends about how the car should be run. Uh, and then Sean goes over and is like, remember when our teacher was talking about Waki? LOL. Yeah. Yeah. Some classic inside jokes from these two. Yes. Um, then they, uh, you know, get into it, DK and Sean. Um, and DK calls him a gaijin, a foreigner. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that's what that means, though. He says, what's a gaijin? And he goes, it means you better turn around and walk away. Right. Yeah. Unhelpful. Which is not what it means. No, and it's going to come up later, because it's actually kind of an emotional through line for this film. It really is, being an outsider in Japan. Um, And then this guy, Han, is like, hey, I'll give you my keys if you want to race DK. And Sean's like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Uh, which we know he can't because he's a terrible driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also he's like, what's DK? And his friend Twinkie, played by Bow Wow, is like, Drift King. And he's like, well, what's drifting? And he's like, that's literally all you're about to do. Um, you better, you're going to learn how to do it. Yep. Uh, he gets absolutely smoked by the Drift King because he can't drift for <laughs> shit and he crashes into every single wall that there is. Yeah, I mean, it's a parking garage, you know, so it's, like, pretty tight and he's, it's like he can't even drive up it normally. He, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wasn't able to drive in a construction lot yeah. in the open air and now he's driving on the other side of the road, mind you, because it is Japan, mm-hmm. in a parking garage. Or his and main, he still can't do it. He can't drift. He obviously he can't, can't drift. drift. He can't drift. So then he comes home and his dad is angry. Uh, mm-hmm. Literally, who cares? And he's like, you've been <laughs> racing. You're out. you got nowhere else to go. I don't really understand why this upsets his dad. I do it think does. it's funny. I think this, this, this storyline is funny because it's like, it's the stakes of the movie, essentially, I guess. Because it's like, if he gets caught... Or at least it's one element of the stakes. Yeah. Like, he gets caught, his dad is sending him home. Yet, every scene with his dad, there's you feel no no threat of that ever happening. No. Because you're like, well, I know he's like, going to race, and it yeah. 
it's gonna be fine. <laughs> also, it seems like the dad is meeting him for the first time every single scene. Yeah. It's true. So then he goes to school. Han is there. He says, get mm-hmm. in and drive. And they go. And he says, you owe me money for my car. Mm-hmm. So you need to go into this bathhouse and get money from the sumo wrestler for me, basically. And uh, he tries to speak incredibly broken Japanese to this man in the bathhouse. And then the man throws him out. Somehow, when he's thrown out, though, Sean and the sumo wrestler are both fully clothed. Sort of a, <laughs> yeah. an editing trick, I guess. Yeah. But he gives him the money. And so That's Han movie magic. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. movie magic. <laughs> So now he's in with Han. Now he's he kind of works for Han. Yeah, and Han's like, you're going to work for me. You're going to collect money, I think is what he said. Which I think is funny because then that never comes up again. Um, oh. And but... Sean goes, fine, but you have to teach me how to drift. <laughs> you're not in a position to say that, dude. I know. Yeah. So then we get this lovely montage of him learning how to drift. And he's bad at it. And people watching it are like, yikes, he is terrible. Um <laughs> And then at one point he sees his dad working on a car and he realizes his dad likes cars. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's huge for him. Yes. One of the kind of uh, Takashi's best friend, who's also mean, uh, is played Mm by Naoki Kobayashi, who was an earthquake bird. He was super hot in earthquake bird. He's obviously ugly in this because they gave him (laughs) orange hair and he's like evil. Yeah. Yeah. His hair was bad. But it was good to see him. Yeah. And so he, this guy, he beats up the Twinkie, the friend, because Mm -hmm. he thinks that he sold him a broken iPod. iPod. (laughs) So, you know. Sean steps in and says, take my iPod and headphones and just gives it to him. (laughs) So then that'll come back later. Don't worry. They'll wrap up Mm -hmm. that lovely storyline. But in the meantime, Han is hanging out with his friends and somebody's like, hey, you got a visitor. And it's Sean, who's like, who's there too. And they have an emotional moment where Han is like, life's all about making choices and not looking back. And I have to assume that is the theme of this movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he says some other stuff that isn't quite clear. Like Mm -hmm. when Sean asks him why he picked Japan and he goes, this is my Mexico. It wasn't yeah, really clear what he meant. <laughs> it's a confusing conversation. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. But, you know, they have a heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. And that's when Sean's ready to take on the iPod guy. Mm-hmm. And he wins, surprisingly. Yeah, he's able to win the drift race, and he beats Earthquake Bird. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he he runs uh, into white girl, mm-hmm. and they like have dinner or whatever, and he's like, "LOL, I'm the guy gene," and she's like, "Don't say that. That's really offensive. People always would say I was the outsider, but yeah. I'm not an outsider. I belong yeah. here." And she's like, "That's really offensive. Uh, so like, don't say that again." And it's not offensive, yeah. so chill out. And then he's like, "Nima." how come I never see you drift? And then we cut to Neela drifting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she can drift it with the best of them. She can absolutely drift it despite <laughs> being a woman. Yeah. And then Han says what I think is my favorite line of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says to Sean, why can't you find a nice Japanese girl like the rest of the white guys here? 
<laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good. That was a good line that made me laugh. I loved um, Han. I he's cool. Loved him so much. <laughs> so then, DK comes and he beats up Sean because they were he was hanging out with Neela. Yeah, Neela. That was tries the one thing he said not to do. It's one thing, and then Neela goes and tries to break up with DK, but he's being a jerk and scary. He points so. a gun at Sean's head, but then Sean's yeah. dad points a gun at DK's head. Yeah, that was a crazy scene. <laughs> it's really hard to get a gun in Japan. I don't know how they... I'll have I don't one. know how his dad has one. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Oh, his dad also at one point invokes the proverb, deru kugi wa utareru. He says it so wrong, but it is one of my... I used to say it a lot because my mom taught it to me in high school. It's the, the nail that sticks out gets hammered in. I used to love oh. saying that. He does, he does say that, yeah. Um, it doesn't really seem to be a lesson that needs to be applied at any point. No. Yeah, a lot of the lessons and advice people would give Sean, <laughs> I was like, I don't think this really applies. I think he's just racing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't really actually think he's learning anything. Um, so then DK's uncle comes and it, we learn that Han is maybe stealing from him. Mm-hmm. Um, the mob, and so then TK is gonna kill Han, and then there's this big car chase, and Han's car flips over, and he blows up and explodes. Yeah, so yeah. Han dies, which sort of sucks, especially because Sean, after Sean's dad kicked him out, he was living with Han and working for Han. Yeah. So like, he's sort that of does suck. Not great for him. Um, and then, yeah, DK comes, points the gun at Sean, Sean's dad points it at DK, then Neela, to solve it all, says, fine, I'll go with you, DK. Yeah. And, like, we're supposed to assume, I guess, it's still about that? I guess, I don't <laughs> understand. One thing but. also that she revealed during her date is that she moved to Japan with her mom, and then when she was 10, her mom passed away, and she was taken in by DK's family. Yeah. So this is sort of her boyfriend slash stepbrother, arguably. Yeah, strange relationship, certainly. Yeah, they have a pretty messed up conversation when she gets back to his slash their house, uh, where he insults her mother for being a sex worker. Yeah. Uh, She tells him that he would be nothing without his Yakuza status, and he says, well, at least I know where I belong. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not really clear what the point is, other than nope. it's supposed to make him look bad. And it does. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly does. Um, so then um, Bow Wow gives Sean some money. Sean yes. returns it to DK's uncle. I guess it was his money. I assume yes. maybe it was from Han. And, I think, and, yeah, Han was shortchanging his younger yeah. uncle. Um, and then Sean's like, with all due respect, DK's uncle, we have to settle this through a race. Yes. And everybody's like, yeah, of course, makes sense. Um, and then they race. Uh, it's a pretty long racing sequence. The whole thing takes place in pitch dark. He wins. He wins. Of course he wins. And then, of course, you know how it is. You beat the DK, you become the DK. Yes, so he is now <laughs> he is now Drift King. And then DK's of Tokyo. uncle <laughs> of Tokyo 
DK's uncle, who again is a member of the Yakuza, comes over, makes meaningful eye contact with his daughter-in-law slash niece, and then sort of says, you guys are free to go. You've really, as Drift King of Tokyo, you've earned that right. Right. Yes, because the Sean's bargain was whoever loses has to leave town forever. So we're to assume DK had to leave town forever. Yeah. <laughs> leave Tokyo forever, which I think is kind of crazy because it's a huge city. Yeah. But <laughs> well, there's only room for one Drift King. They go back to the garage slash club slash racetrack. Uh, and Twinkie says there's a guy who wants to race him. Uh, and right. he's like, I don't know, it's pretty late. Um, and he was like, this guy's been winning races all over Asia. And I'm like, cool, we're about to meet an Asian guy. We don't. He says, yeah. this guy knows Han. He says Han's family. And he's like, fine, I'll race him. And, and we're like, again, it? we're like, cool, it's going to be an Asian guy. <laughs> and it's something even better. It's Vin Diesel. I didn't know who it was. Oh, <laughs> so I was Emily. like, I was like, I'm <laughs> assuming this is somebody from the other movies <laughs> yeah he's sort of the main the main that was very face. exciting for me to okay. see Vin Diesel sure. and then they they exchange some dialogue Sean says I didn't know Han ran with American Muscle even though what are you Sean your screen name was Bama Boy and Finn goes <laughs> he did when he was rolling with me and then we don't get to see them race with cut to credits because yeah. Vin said, that's not in my contract. <laughs> he says, I'm doing two hours of work today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. I, I, what I think is interesting, though, is the director. I was reading up on him, Justin mm-hmm. Lin. Because um, mm-hmm. it is cool to see, like, so many Asian names yes. in the credits and all that. Yeah. And so I was reading up on the director, and he said he didn't like the early drafts of the film. and He thought it was offensive and dated. Because essentially, it sounds like they're just doing, like, the same Fast and Furious movies, but just with, like, ornamental Japan Mm. things. And so the head of the studio was like, okay, well, what would you do differently? And he said, to begin with, I'd get rid of all the gongs and temples and Buddhas (laughs) and the visual (laughs) gags about how the white guy is a foot taller than all the Asians. So he was... (laughs) He was pretty instrumental, it looks like, in really, really toning it down, which is interesting considering the movie you get, so I can't even imagine where they started. I actually was pleasantly surprised, given that this movie's from 2006, Yeah, how many gongs there weren't. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the work of an Asian director, you can tell, like, does take care to do what he can, and um, he said his first request was that the role, the protagonist was um, Asian American. Um, And he said, everybody looked at me like I was stupid and said, there's nobody bankable. And he said, okay, well, if I think so, I want you to open up the search globally. And and if the best actor for the role turns out to be Asian, you got to give it to him. And then he said- And instead they got the incredibly bankable (laughs) dude I've never seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then he, he said like, when this guy came in, it was he was so clearly the protagonist that they had to give it to him in fairness. This dude was budget M M&M. and <laughs> M. 
that's what I thought the director is pretty cool though it sounds that's like awesome. he really worked hard to make it um not super offensive for 2006 which I think he did a good job that is awesome and awesome that they gave an Asian guy the chance to direct this movie yeah yeah huge yeah like yes it's set in Tokyo but that has never stopped anybody before considering how big of a franchise and how big the budgets are it's pretty totally impressive what would you give this for gongs and ramen for gongs i think i'd give it a, a solid two and a half yeah <laughs> i found it a bit boring <laughs> and not quite sure really what anybody learned or the themes of the movie were other than let's race and let's learn how to drift um representation though after what i learned about what the director did I guess I think I'd give it like a solid three and a half. Okay. I, I maybe would say four just for the amount of Asian people cast. Yeah. Um, and the director himself. Um, but I did think there were some things that they didn't really need to like eye roll at the uniform and yes and all that. It, some of it felt just like, okay, we know he's in Japan and that he's American, so let's just skip that and move on <laughs> yes but it was 2006 so you know i would give this for gongs a four and a half a genuine yeah. non-ironic four and a half i love this stuff and i think I know with, you do with a few really fixable tweaks to the script we could have uh-huh. had my roommate and my sister were getting annoyed at me for saying this. I think if I had gotten a chance to do a pass on the script, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it Oscar ready. I'm not going to be facetious, but I think I could have gotten it Golden Globe ready. Look, I'm sure that you could. I, I think, think if we took out the entire <laughs> sequence in the U.S. and we didn't have the white girlfriend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the dad... This would have been a perfect movie. Look, I, I think perfect those changes. Me. I think those changes would help a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I actually could probably think. re-edit this. Maybe you can. For representation, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four. Uh, yeah. I like that they said that the point of this movie is like drifting is something that the Japanese have perfected. Mm-hmm. You can't get this anywhere else in the world. These people are the best at it. Even though now Sean is, I guess, the best at it. We're going to Well, he's that. the drift king. We'll never hear from Sean again. He, like, <laughs> any progress we raining. think he makes, he, he, I don't think he comes up ever again. <laughs> I could be wrong about that. I, I would love if the next, in the next movie, he's still drift king. <laughs> <laughs> the next Fast and Furious they do. That would be tight. Although it kind of seems like Vin Diesel might beat him at this race that they're about to have. Yeah. Because Vin's good, man. He doesn't even need to know how to trip to win. Definitely not. Uh, I think this also would have been fun, especially because it was 2006. If I had seen this when it came out, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, I didn't know that you could have Japanese dialogue in a blockbuster movie. And the Japanese was like, they were actually Japanese people speaking good Japanese. So I think yeah. I would have been really blown away and excited at the time. Totally. Even like, I can't think of a blockbuster now that has that many Asian people in it. Right. Even if they are basically set decoration. 
Yeah, I was I was looking through the IMDb and it looked like most of the people had Japanese names at least. So yeah, and um, this helpful. had to have been helpful for at least Earthquake Bird's career, and I'm imagining the rest of them went on to be in other stuff because of this. I had such a good time. Really good publicity for uh, Shibuya Crossing when they drifted yes. through what is famously maybe the most busy intersection in the world. Right. Yeah, and, and everyone really just had it. to run out of the way. Everybody's screaming and running because the car is careening into the busy crosswalk. <laughs> And also during this race, uh, Drift King takes his gun out and starts shooting at them from his car. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, there's no way he didn't hit somebody. There's so many people over there. (laughs) Yeah. I thought this, that should have been like the climactic race scene, because the final race scene. I know. Especially, yeah. Especially if Han dies? I don't know. I was sad. I was bummed. I really liked Han. He was, Han was one of my favorite characters. He just was like, nice, bilingual, hot, long hair, king. Didn't care, really? Yeah. Seemed like maybe he was a bad business partner, and maybe not a great friend to DK, but cool dude. Look, uh, yeah, Yeah, I think a stronger script would definitely, definitely (laughs) help it. A script that supports the driving and gives it an actual purpose other than, like, you're talking to my girl? Well, we got to settle this in our cars. Yes. Yeah. You know, but that's every single race in this movie. Yes. Um, or it's, you took money from me? Well, <laughs> we better settle this in our cars. Um, <laughs> but, like, actually giving them a purpose to drive and race each other and and not making the women offer themselves up as prizes, I think, could really help. I think that would really help. I also appreciated in the script that... Uh, at the end of the third act, after Han is dead, uh, to show that he's really at rock bottom, they have Sean and his girlfriend get on the train to go to his dad's house. Yeah. His other nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was funny. I, yeah, I really liked that um, low point moment because it was like, you are on the next plane home. And he was like, yeah. no, I'm not. I got to settle this. And his dad's like, okay. He's and like, this is my mess, dad. You have to respect that. I was yeah. like, what are you referencing? I know, because at that point, I was like, is it your mess? It seems like it was ultimately Han's mess because he stole money. And, like, that sucks also, that he died. But, you know, it's it has, honestly has nothing to do with you. It seems like he was doing it well before you moved to Japan. Yes, and he said it as if, like the reason his dad and him didn't get along before was that, like, he had never showed moral fortitude, and now he was. (laughs) I know. I think that's, it's hilarious, because it's, like, I think that's what he is supposed to learn as a character, is to, like, have morals, I guess, or, like, stand up for people, but he does that by then doing an illegal (laughs) car race, so, you know, it's a little bit hard to tell what exactly we're supposed to take away as a, a message from this movie. Yeah. And I honestly don't know that this franchise really cares about that. And good for them. They know what I, their audience yeah. wants and they give it to them. I'm really confused why they made this movie, given that it has none of the principal <laughs> cast of the rest of the franchise. Yeah, that's, that's so, so funny. I don't know why. Maybe they didn't know yet what their franchise was going to really look like. That's true. Okay, did you, I know you've gotten really into F1 racing recently. Yes. Did that inform your viewing of this at all? 
Yes, I thought I was going to love it because of my recent <laughs> love for F1 racing. And I was like, I guess I don't like street car racing. I like F1 racing better. <laughs> wow. What's the difference to you? I guess to me, how fast F1 cars go. They go so fast. It's scary. Yeah. And and these cars are only cars. So they're just regular okay. cars. They can only go as fast as cars go. <laughs> I would recommend the first one. Okay. Actually, no. I don't think you're going to like it, really. I don't think it's going to be worth it. I think I am going to check out uh, Ford v. Ferrari, because I do know that that is about F1 racing, and I only hope that there's a lot of racing in that, because what I love about F1 racing media is all the racing in it. I... I'm going to rewatch that soon. December 5th is going to be the one year anniversary of when I saw Ford versus Ferrari in theaters. Wow. That's so exciting for you. Well, join us next time. We're going to talk to the Meg. Meg is coming on. Who I hear is coming up on the Drift King circuit. Yeah. She has sort of been winning races all across Asia. Yeah. So I hope she can make her way up to become the first Drift Queen. I can't believe you didn't know who Vin Diesel was. That's crazy. <laughs> to me, I was just like rolled up. It's a white guy. And I'm like, okay, it's one of the people in the other movies. Had you never seen The Pacifier? <laughs> um, no, I do love that. That's your pick for a Vin Diesel movie, but I, I've never seen The Pacifier, no. I need to look it up because I couldn't tell you what else he's in besides F and F. I, mean, I feel like a lot of stuff. Because I feel like I probably would have only seen him in the studio tour, you know. And oh, he was in Saving so... Private Ryan. I haven't seen that. And then he's in the Avengers, I guess. I don't really remember. Which I don't ever pay attention to those movies. Yeah. Too many people. How would I know? True. You know? Yeah, so he's basically just in like Fast and Furious and Pacifier and then a bunch of other stuff that like seems like it is a video game that's a movie okay yeah because i i do think like i probably have only really seen him on the universal studio tour and it's so fast because <laughs> you're going you know you're going so f- as fast as the fast and furious go so it's not a ton of time to look at Vin diesel you'd have time if you were just drifting <laughs> yeah they should really add some more drifting to the studio <laughs> tour <laughs> Then you the really trolleys the to drift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bunch of tourists falling out because they drift too hard. <laughs> They're not the drift gang. <laughs> no. No. It They're drift gestures. Gestures. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, go home and watch the rest of the franchise. Yes. And uh, leave us a comment. Yeah. The tweet at us. Um, uh, what your favorite Fast and Furious movie is, and we'll we'll read them on next week's podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, bye guys. Bye. <laughs>